everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? Not good, Caitlin. Why? I fucking want to kill you. Actually, it's all my fault, <laughs> uh, so I guess I want to kill myself. Yeah. But we're doing that stupid pickleback whiskey shot. That was been- you. I know. I was dumb. I was dumb. But I, so I have the whiskey here, and I can keep smelling it, like, yeah i'm not looking forward to this at all i nor am i i so what we're drinking is pickle martinis so it's like a dirty martini but instead of olive juice it's pickle juice you know delicious which it was and then i stupidly was like we have to do a pickleback as well we have to do we michelle do we have to i know can i just pour this down the drain right now and just pretend that it never edit Yeah, just kidding. Just pickle martinis. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna take a sip of my pickle martini so I can. Wait, we're doing this right now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we gotta do it soon. Okay, okay. I fucking just want to be done with this shit. Okay. All right. All right. I need to cleanse my palate. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> this reminds me of when you took that shot of that awful French fry uh, vodka. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Your that face. was I actually, almost bad. Yeah, I uh, I came across that video just recently. Did and you? So Cassie <laughs> and I rewatched it, and it was just like, oh yeah, that did not look good. It was Whoa. a close one. That one almost just came right back up right away. So <laughs> that is what I'm scared is going to happen. Like as you get older, your ability to do shots diminishes. For uh, me, hi, anyway. yeah, I've been learning that. That's for uh-huh. sure. Especially this last birthday. That was... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shots aren't for you, huh? No, no, they're sure not. But if you do, so you do the whiskey and the pickle juice like right away, it really does kill the whiskey. That's why, you know. Okay, so we do the whiskey shot. Yes. Really fast. And then the pickle shot as quickly as we can. Right, right after it. Yes. Like as fast as you can. Oh my God. If I end up like spewing this right back up like all over my computer and we have some sort of you know technical malfunction because my shit yeah. is soaked in alcohol we can probably re-record tomorrow because uh, be, hopefully like... it's called content michelle it's called content oh so. god my stomach <laughs> is already getting like upset even okay stop being a bitch let's do this okay okay cheers. ready cheers yes. one two three. Ooh. Oh it's shit, that like pickleback just erases it. Exactly. That's why. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Okay. 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 See? That See? Was not, that was like the easiest shot that I've taken in like 600 years, it seems well, like. Hey, now you know. Can you uh, imagine just doing it with vodka? You just do it with vodka instead of whiskey? No. My God, I do have like why? a in my chest right now. <laughs> no, uh, it's not bad. If you have nice, cold, pickle juice so with my pickle martini i have a jalapeno pickle juice because they're jalapeno pickles it was so good so any pickle juice will do whatever you want you can have it spicy shit you can have it sweet you know i tried it with uh pickled okra first because i didn't have any pickles in house and i was like well screw it we'll try this and it was actually really good oh okay i think you can do pretty much any pickling liquid i think you need the salt and the vinegar are kind of your two main keys yeah do i like an original dirty martini a little bit i know you do michelle yes 
Yes, that I do. is. Yes, you do. I'm gonna take yeah. myself up a quickie martini right now. Beautiful. Oh, this shit's gonna get sloppy, girl. I can tell already. Well, I'm glad I just go first. That's my only thing. So <laughs> we better get this show on the road. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So this story is about the Patel family. Patel family. So the Patel family is Darmesh Patel. He's 42. He's dad. And then we have Neha Patel, which is 41. And that's mom. Okay. And then a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Okay. So they live in the Pasadena, California area. Mm -hmm. And he is a radiologist. Okay. So it is January 2nd, 2023, around 10 a.m. Okay. So the family is driving on Highway 1 southbound after a vacation with extended family in Dublin, California. I mean, New Year's was just then. And so, you know. Delightful. Okay. So they're heading home after the holidays. Yes, absolutely. So Darmesh stopped at three different gas stations saying that the tire pressure was having issues and that the car did not feel right. Hmm. The car that they were driving was a white 2021 Tesla Model Y. Oh, that sounds nice. So they leave the Lantos Tunnel and drove the car uphill at Devil's Side. Okay. There's probably people are like, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, right. I'm not that person. I'm not either. And then he turned off of the highway onto the dirt area complaining of a flat tire, but then the car drives off the cliff. What? This like car he get it to stop? Well, this car drops 250 feet into the rocks and surf below. So it is what? tumbling and it lands luckily on the tires. What? But this car is is messed up. It is smashed. It is smashed. It probably went like end over end over end or something. And right. God, I can't even imagine. Luckily, there were witnesses and they called for help right away. Oh, well, that's good. So the firefighters, they had to repel down the cliff to reach the car. Oh, my God. And then they had to use cutters. They had to cut each family member out of the car. Oh, oh my God. I know. But The jaws of life or something, isn't that what those are called? Yeah, I think so. But every single one survived. Oh. Okay. All done Tesla, maybe? I know. Yeah, I guess. Or was Tesla the ones that drove them off the cliff? What's going on here? We'll find out. So they were airlifted to a Stanford hospital, to the Stanford hospital. But Neha, the wife, told emergency workers that this was no accident and Darmesh did it on purpose. Oh. She said that to them three separate occasions, also telling California Highway Patrol he said he was going to drive off the cliff. He's purposely drove off. He's depressed. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. So there were two witnesses that reported the Tesla accelerated as it traveled towards the cliffside. Oh my God. So take your f- whole family with you? Mm-hmm. Oh, and none well, well of the Tesla for sure now. Yeah. And none of the witnesses said that the driver tried to brake before he plummeted to the cliff since there was no brake light scene. Okay. Kind of the scenario that I had in my head was mm-hmm. that he had like got now to check the tires and tesla was like yes i will come to you because i am coming out of park mode or something you know i don't know mm-hmm. automated and robotic and then it like drove off the cliff but that's clearly not what happened right well 
Neha was hospitalized in critical condition and she was in the hospital for over a month before release to an outside treatment facility. Oh my goodness. So she really got banged up. She did. Yes. Their daughter sustained a broken hand and that was luckily it. It was, oh, wow. you know, and the son had a head wound, but that was also a minor thing as well. Oh gosh. Good. So the children were discharged pretty quickly and were placed in the care of their aunt. That's because kids can just like bounce around and then be fine. I guess they can bounce down a cliff too. My gosh. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> my gosh. JK guys. Uh, yeah, no. So <laughs> what I, I was actually talking to this story of this story with my Uber driver who was driving a Tesla. Oh, and he was saying that. Because Tesla, because other cars are like put together, like different parts. Tesla has like, it's just one shell. It's just one connected thing. Oh, I see. So, so it's they, one piece and not a bunch one of piece. Yeah, exactly. Of plastic so, all put together. Mm-hmm. So that's what he believes, you know, that's his opinion, of course. But I mean, that's that, I mean, that did. sounds. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, clearly they made it to the bottom alive, right. perhaps not well, but definitely alive. No, exactly. But what's no. going on with dad there? Our well, guy. so Darmesh was arrested on January 3rd and jailed on January 20th after being released from the Stanford hospital. He told police that he was not suicide, like he was not depressed. This is Tesla's his- fault or something. Sorry. That's what he said. He said he, that's why he stopped at those gas stations. That's what his, why he stopped uh on the side of try to stop at the side of the road to check the tires because he thought he had a flat but the wife is saying that he said he's depressed and he's taking all of us with him yeah that's very scary so he was charged with three counts of attempted murder that includes special allegations of domestic violence and intent to cause bodily harm so okay some little special things with it as well so he had a hearing in february of this year His attorney told the judge that Neha did not want him to be prosecuted. So the wife doesn't want him to be prosecuted, Uh even though she was very adamant that he did it on purpose, which is, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm actually a little bit surprised by that. I would think if she's going to kind of not press charges and I don't know necessarily cover for him is the right word, but, Mm -hmm. you know, support him over here, but then kind of out him over here is right. a little bit surprising to me like i would think she just if she didn't want charges pressed she i would think she would keep her mouth shut the whole time you know what i mean right well there was there was speculation that um well an expert said with the with all the hearings going on that domestic violence uh women um, so no. she could have got it behind doors before all this happened so usually the women do not want to prosecute the men. So probably at the time she was rightly upset and mad angry. and in shock and telling like this is this is what actually happened. And then after all that and she's out of the hospital and has to go all these court hearings, it's like, well, I don't want him to be prosecuted. That does so, make a lot of sense. I mean, hopefully. I yeah, which which totally sucks. So because we don't know what happens behind closed doors. So indeed. Uh, so he pled not guilty and was held with no bail and no contact with his wife or kids. Mm. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, on July thirty first of two thousand twenty three, the case was called before Judge Suzanne 
Jacku Bowiski, Bowowski, something like that. Bowowski, that uh, sounds good. Good job. Okay, thanks. Uh, and she is a mental health diversion judge. So hmm. she set the case for a formal hearing on the motion for mental health diversion on November 1st of this year. So it has not happened yet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is very recent. So what mental health diversion is, so it means the penal code 1001.36 set forth in California's mental health diversion program is if you have mental health issues, this program may allow you to receive treatment in lieu of prosecution and jail when charged with a crime. If you successfully complete treatment, the criminal charges will be dismissed and the record of the arrest will then be sealed for most purposes and it will be as if the arrest never happened. Well, um, that seems nice. <laughs> I am I conflicted. No, <laughs> right? So it's like if he is severely depressed and all of that, it's just, this is like a murder-suicide for sure. Yeah. I mean, three murder-suicides. Yeah. And yes, there's definitely have to definitely mental health issues there of course that needs to be treated but it's like also you still did a crime i don't know it's yeah it's against the whole i'm totally torn yeah it's like the whole rehabilitation and such like that so right now he's been in jail this whole time though Mm. with no bail so he has been incarcerated right now while this is all happening so this happened in january of 2023 we're now in september his hearing's not to November, so he'll still be in custody till then. Well, again, and he said himself that he wasn't depressed. So, I mean, I guess I'll right, yes. I mean, something is going on if you drove off a cliff. Um, yeah, you have to have that urge for treated. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Should mm-hmm. you be able to get out of all your jail time? Maybe not. Maybe. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Cause yes, definitely he needs some help for sure. Yes, he needs treatment. He needs all that. But in lieu of being charged, because then all the charges are dropped. And it's yeah, not, and it's like it like never on his record. happened. Right. So, so I don't love that. It's like you I don't, don't either have to take any responsibility for it. Or, you know, I don't know. Oh I don't know either. So it's I mean hard, it's a you know, if they are yeah. suffering from a mental break like Mm -hmm. i'm glad i'm not a judge (laughs) no i'm glad i'm not a judge either so i know good luck i I couldn't do it yeah i know that is such a hard job and such a hard decision to make so i know everyone has their own opinions every single person i know has their totally different opinions so it's just interesting to hear all the sides but is there a right is there a wrong not sure everyone has their own thing beliefs and uh, i know this is a touchy subject so i'm not quite sure but i definitely think he needs treatment (laughs) but i definitely think he should pay for his uh have consequences for his actions definitely so well especially when actions are that dire you know i mean clearly the hope was to kill everyone in that car and yeah. fortunately they made it all the way down without being dead shockingly yeah and they and then tesla did check and there was no automatic driving thing happening there was no it wasn't initiated or whatever it was on so it was totally manual uh driving mm-hmm. so it is like little kids your four-year-old your seven-year-old like why if you yeah. want to die so bad, why take him with you? I don't understand. I don't understand that. I have heard of, you know, like people 
lose everything financially or something, Mm. or they know the house is going to get foreclosed on, or they know something. And it's like, rather than have my children grow up in a world that's going to, yeah, and be so awful, it's better just to take them out. You know, I mean, so it's like, on one hand, your intentions are kind of good, you know, but it just doesn't ever seem like a good option. I don't know. I feel like there's other avenues there's, There's other, avenues. other avenues, you know. Yes. Well yes. said, Caitlin. I mean, but hey, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a good thing for Tesla. I mean, it took 250 feet. That's such a long way down a cliffside and rolling into the, the ocean. Way, I imagine end over end, but who knows? It did say it flipped a few times. So which way it flipped? Not sure, but oh, freaking scary. Thank God that yeah. the kids were relatively unscathed. Oh, yes. Man. Absolutely. It was so lucky, but uh, so hopefully the family is well. And actually I will keep up with this. I'm very curious to see what the, what happens on November 1st. So I'll do an update. I know once. we're going to have to like start a calendar of all the things yeah. that we need to check in on and it's see what's true. going on. Yeah. We need to keep an Excel spreadsheet so we can, you know, keep, keep up on all the latest information and who got convicted and Oh yeah. shit, that guy got released. I wish you hadn't talked so much shit about him that whole time. Good job, Michelle. <laughs> well, I mean, for how many listens we get, Michelle, I don't think you need to work. <laughs> <We're not words. laughs> <laughs> oh, sad, but funny. <laughs> okay. Okay, Michelle, uh, let's uh let's go to your story. Watching, I'll get to it in just a sec. I got chat now. No, okay. uh, I was watching some girl talking about her podcast and how she was actually in debt about it. And I didn't figure out what podcast it was, but she was talking about spending like 20 grand a month. Whoa. On her podcast, like just to kind of keep it going and for the stuff she needed for the actual podcast and I think advertising and things. So, you oh. know, considering we're really just spending money on booze, you know, we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the zoom program is we wait eight minutes before we can record. <laughs> we don't want to pay the $150 a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, We're cheap. I think it's just a booze cost, honestly. And time, I guess, I don't know, but yeah, uh, time spent with you is doesn't cost me anything. Oh, but time uh, editing you, Michelle, is a. <laughs> Shut up, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, too oh, funny. Lord. Too funny. All right, all right. I'll get on to it. So uh, I'm very excited about our Halloween episode. Okay, you never text me back. I know. I realized. Well, it's late here. I probably okay. have like already fallen asleep or something. All right, shit. all right. No, it's well, it's a kind of a complex story that goes back much further than i originally anticipated this is your halloween episode one this, yeah it's not this okay. one okay well this then... is a teaser for next time oh a teaser so is the next one our halloween one no oh never mind <laughs> isn't it mm, no no because we that? yeah it would be on the 23rd okay will you guys just wait it's gonna be awesome <laughs> in a month <laughs> that's right oh okay. goodness okay no i'm just really excited and i don't want to give too much away but uh i'm going to a whole thing this weekend that has to do with my story <gasps> fun so, yeah like i'm going on location oh my gosh so I'm okay don't very, say anything i, no, 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 no. I know I, i'm done talking about it but 
I'm just excited. That's exciting. So, Aww. Aww. Uh, so I might have to take a little extra time for my Halloween stories. That's fine. I'll do a short one then. No. Okay. So for my story today, my non-Halloween story, I'm taking us back to 1998. Okay. We're in June and in Australia. Okay. So this doctor, Steve Hindley, has actually just moved to Australia, this little small town in the western part of the continent. And it's a very rural area. He actually came out there very suddenly because it's something he had been wanting and the, the opportunity sort of popped up for him to go work at this little small hospital in Ravensthorpe. Hopefully I said that right. Okay. Uh, and so he actually moved ahead of his wife and kids so he could go, you know, be in this hospital quickly because it's mm. it's just been a dream of his. So he moved from Cornwall, England to Australia wow. and get everything set up and to work at this small hospital. So it's his first day of work <laughs> and everything's pretty low key and all is well. So a mile away or so, there is a local sports game going on. It's football, but it's not like American football. It's yeah. I guess it's more like rugby or something. Oh, where okay, they yeah. actually It's not soccer, but they have a ball that looks like a football, but they have no helmets or no padding or anything. So it's like rugby. It's the King Raider Aussie rules football team against the Ravensthorpe Tigers. Gotcha. And yeah, I know. <laughs> I apologize. I suspect it's like a minor league football game. Oh, okay. You know, so it's a lot of local people getting together and playing. So there is Karen Sinclair there. She's a 47-year-old nurse at the local hospital. Okay. And she um, actually knows quite a few of the players. And two of her three sons is actually playing in this game. Oh, so wow. like jazzed and ready to go. So Karen and her husband are watching. And she sees one particular sort of crash of the players. And she's like, oh, gosh, I bet that hurt. When she saw Hayden McGlynn take a hard hit to the head. And then this player had to be helped off the field. Karen is thinking to herself, gosh, he has not really woken up yet. He's not looking good. I'm a nurse. I'm going to go down. Check it out. So she heads down. And actually, she had known Hayden since she, he was five. So, I mean, she was well familiar with the family and everything. So she goes down and checks them out. And the team trainer is there trying to maneuver him onto the stretcher and kind of have him come to. And he's not coming to at all. He's just completely out. And she's like, you know what? He's looking bad. We need to get an ambulance here right away. We need to take him to our small little hospital where Steve Hindley is on duty on his first day. So at 5.15, the ambulance comes and they're able to get him onto the ambulance. And at this point, actually, Hayden has come to oh. and is seemingly okay. But he had been knocked out for so long that they were still concerned. And so they got him into the ambulance and on the way. And along the way, they're taking his blood pressure. They're checking his pulse, doing all these things. And he's seeming okay. So they get him to the hospital and then they just go ahead and 
start doing tests. And at this point, they call Hindley. They call, I guess I should call him Dr. Steve or Dr. Hindley. Okay. What do you think? Whatever you want. Hindley's fine. Well, they call Dr. Hindley and we're like, hey, we need you to come take a look at him. And he's like, okay, I'm heading over. So a few minutes later, Hayden, our football player, starts to toss about and starts sort of grabbing his head and crying out, my head, my head. Karen, our nurse, is like, uh-oh, there seems to be something seriously wrong with this kid. And then all of a sudden, his pulse starts to drop and his oxygen levels start to drop and the cardiac monitor shows that his heartbeat has begun to slow down. Whoa. And they're like oh shit, something's not right with him. So by the time Dr. Hindley arrives at the emergency room, Hayden's condition has completely deteriorated. He Mm. is uh, not doing well. His pulse is down to 70. His blood pressure is actually now elevated. It's 130 over 90. So Dr. Hindley makes a quick clinical assessment that the player was losing consciousness and that with his pulse falling as quickly as it was and his limbs becoming increasingly rigid, he realized that Hayden is bleeding in his skull. (gasps) Oh my gosh. So when someone suffers a severe blow to the head, the brain sort of gets thrust against the opposite wall of the skull. You know, it's just the brain hits the skull and then sort of bounces back. And that's what happened to Hayden. And it hit so hard that it burst some of the veins, some of the delicate (gasps) veins that are in the sort of outer layer of the brain. So there's the brain and then there's the outer layer. And so he was bleeding in that outer, outer layer. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. The lining of his brain was bleeding. So the blood from these broken veins began to collect inside of his skull, forming a hematoma. I probably said that wrong, but... No, that's right. And so, and of course, the pressure on the brain just keeps on building and building. And so that's what was going on. And eventually, it puts so much pressure on the brain that it actually starts to press down on the brainstem And so vital controls of like your heart and your lungs and things start to fail because like it almost all gets cut off is that's what it kind of sounds pressure. Okay. And unfortunately, if the pressure continues, you can end up with an even slower pulse. I mean, of course, even to death, but of course, irreversible brain damage. And so that's, what I mean, they didn't want Hayden to die, but they also didn't want him to have brain damage that he right. would come away with. Oh my god! And so they're like, "This kid needs a neurosurgeon. We can't help him here. We're not prepared for this. So we need to get him to the next hospital." But the next hospital is three hundred miles away. Whoa! That is like the next hospital that would be able to take the kind of injury that he has. So they got him hooked up to an IV to get a strong diuretic going through his body. The hope is that it would pull some of the water out of his brain and help sort of alleviate some of that pressure. Gotcha. So Hayden has stabilized a little bit. Dr. Hindley realizes that they need to get him to this other neurosurgeon, like as soon as they possibly can. So he calls the Royal Flying Doctor Service Base, 
who mm. are it's like the company that's responsible for moving patients from rural areas to the bigger hospitals gotcha okay but good news a plane just came in but it needs to you know refill on fuel and kind of get itself all set together and it's a little bit of a ways away from ravensthorpe which oh my is gosh, where of course yeah, of course it is. Everything is rural. Everything's forever away. And it's just going to take 800 years to get him to a better hospital. Ugh. That's the bottom line. So Dr. Henley rings up another, he rings up the hospital that Hayden is eventually going to go to. And the neurosurgeon there is like, yeah, we're going to put a neuro, we're going to put a team together here and await his arrival because he clearly is going to need it. They're like, you know what? You need to figure out a way to relieve some of that pressure probably sooner rather than later. Oh. And kind of at that time, you know, they're like, well, keep us posted. If there's any deterioration, let us know. So we know what we're going to deal with when he arrives. But then before he can even kind of be off the phone, Karen is like, come, come, come quickly. He or Hayden is having a fit. And Hayden is jerking and twitching and his head has like lulled back and then he stops breathing. <gasps> so clearly something's really wrong. And so they're like, we got to figure out what's going on. So they shove a breathing tube down his throat. They hope the ventilator will sort of help bring him back. And it sounds like it does. And he starts kind of breathing again on his own, but something is awful. And okay. terribly wrong. So Dr. Hindley injects his injects him with a sedative and he sort of relaxes to a little bit more of a stable place. Okay. But he's still not, he's not jerking and twitching around, I guess is where I'm going with that. And now it starts to rain. So Karen is even more concerned that now the airplane that's coming for Hayden is not actually going to be able to arrive because if the rain gets even worse, it's going to make it impossible for the plane to land. And they're like, oh my God, as if things aren't bad enough. So they were kind of working out how long it was going to take. The flying service wasn't going to arrive until 8.15. So that's three hours now since he arrived at the hospital. And then at best, it was going to be another two hours to fly him there. Oh so my he gosh. had five hours ahead of him. And they're realizing if they don't do something, he's probably going to die quickly. Ugh. So Dr. Hindley is figuring out we need to drill a hole in his skull right now to alleviate Ooh. the pressure okay but they don't have the tools they're not in a hospital big enough to really be handling freaking skull surgery oh so he turns to karen and was like you got to find me a drill and i need that drill bit to be about the size of my finger and Dang. so off she goes so she runs outside and at this point, there's been a bit of a crowd. The people at the stadium knew that Hayden had been hurt and sort of followed him along to the hospital to see what was going on. So Karen runs outside and was like, does anyone have a drill? And of course, no one does. Right. There's 21-year-old Nathan Gardner sitting there and kind of trying to see how his buddy is doing because they're uh, very close, is my understanding. Okay. 
And he had been sitting in the waiting room at the hospital for over three hours. Whoa. And so he's, he's been there seeing if he could help. And he's like, the school, the local high school will have a drill. So I'm going to go try to find a drill. So he gets in his car and drives towards the high school. And on his way there, he realizes that he can't get into the school. He needs to find a teacher. Oh, my God. <laughs> let him in. So he drives to the first teacher's house and the, who is like the woodworking teacher. He just knows where they live. Yeah, apparently. I think okay. this is just a small town. And so gotcha. everybody knows everybody. Sure. So he goes to the woodworking teacher's house and it's completely dark. And so he realizes he's out of luck with that teacher. So he drives to another teacher's house. He sees that house completely dark, knows he's out of luck again. And so finally arrives at a third teacher's house who has a master set of keys and is able. To... So together they drive to the school and they're like going through and dashing inside and trying to figure out like what they can use. And they find these two old hand crank drills. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> that being all that they have, they run back to the hospital. Oh. And so they drive back and they, you know, run in as quick as can be. And it's like, these are the two drills I've got. And so they grab the bigger of the two. And actually I have a picture of it here. I don't know if you can see it, but yeah, that's like, a hand. That's a hand one for sure. Yeah, a hand crank like one. The doorknob top and the hand crank. Yeah. And it's totally rusty and completely gross. And so Dr. Hindley sees it and he's like, well, it's my my only choice. This is what I've got. And so he hands it off to Karen and is like, clean this up as well as you can. They uh, don't even have time to fully sterilize it. Wow. And so Dr. Hindley is thinking of all the things that can go wrong. You know, am I going to make him even worse by essentially drilling into his head with this rusty bit with this old screw, you know, this old drill, but he has no choice. While Nathan was out running around, they had prepped Hayden for surgery. So he got back into contact with the neurosurgeons and were like, what should we do? And they noticed, you know, they were kind of going through with the light and looking at Hayden's eyes. And one of his pupils was blown out, as they call it, which means it's as big as it can get and has no reaction. Whoa. And so they figured it was on that side was where the hematoma was. And so they kind of made an estimate of where they thought it could possibly be. But I mean, they don't have a CAT scan. They don't, I mean, they don't even have a drill to drill into a skull. They're using a hand crank. So they estimate, they do all these things. They shave his head. They get it all sterilized. They make sort of a estimated pen mark of where they want to drill behind his ear and so they get the drill cleaned off as best as it could and so they set it down and they start to sort of crank it and start uh. to go into the skull he can tell he's through the skull because all of a sudden the drill sort of gives way and so he drills it back up and so they're just sitting there watching and nothing's happening now hmm. like, oh shit, are we gonna have to drill another hole into this <gasps> poor guy's head? We must have guessed wrong, and the hematoma must be somewhere else. And but then all of a sudden, this sort of blood bubble 
comes like gurgling out of the hole and a big blood clot sort of just spills out. Oh my gosh. I know. And so all of a sudden the pulse reading is starting to go up and his blood pressure is coming a little bit back to normal, but then all of a sudden it dips off again. They're like, Oh no. And about four or five minutes later, a second huge blood clot just comes out of this hole and then he's starting to actually recover a little bit so his pulse comes back yeah he had two huge blood clots of blood that came out so a lot of blood is coming out and they're noticing that his his limbs and things the stiffness that is beginning to go away so Mm. clearly like blood is flowing as it should again And so they're realizing he's much more stable than he was, but they still need to get him to that other hospital so he can have the real surgery. (laughs) Right. So they pumped him full of a ton of antibiotics because they were just so worried about that old drill just Mm. causing some sort of crazy infection. And they were actually able to get him over to the other hospital they were able to do a CT scan and the hematoma had been caused by two ruptured veins just inside of that lining, that brain lining. And so the neurosurgical team was able to operate immediately and they drained more blood. They tied off the veins. And then six days later, Hayden was sitting up in bed and smiling. Whoa. Pretty much a full recovery. So the news of his recovery like spread all over and then Dr. Hinley was now a hero in the area. He had just arrived and, you know, saved one of, you know, the town's own that very day. And so several weeks later, Hayden was able to return home and he went in and he thanked Dr. Hinley, of course, and thanked Karen and the other nurses. He was like, without you and that old drill... I would have never made it. (laughs) So fortunately, because of that stupid old drill that they found in a high school, he was able to make it out alive when otherwise, otherwise he probably would have never, never made it. So, wow, that's crazy. I know football is very dangerous. No helmets or anything. I mean, here, they have a picture of him playing in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, football in the U.S. is still really dangerous, too. Yeah. Well, and just, you know, you can only handle so many concussions. Right. So, you know, you can kind of seize. Yeah. It, it's got to be like rugby. Yeah, for sure. That's what it looks like. Without yeah. any padding. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. That's, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I like don't even want to watch it. I'm actually going, we bought tickets to our first professional football game. Oh, fun. I've never been to one. We're going to okay. tailgate the whole thing. I think it's the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland sure. something. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back a hell of a fan. You just wait. <laughs> so, funny. I'm just going to get and eat lots of food. There so. you go. Right. No, that's, that's good. But I'm very, I'm like, ugh. your very first day, how stressful. I know. Well, and way to make an impression. Yeah. Like, pretty much save a guy with when you have no tools at your disposal or anything oh yeah. my god oh he was so lucky oh my gosh that's so lucky poor yeah. that's so sad though but good I, 
Yeah, it's brain injuries are just so, so scary. scary. Yeah. yeah. I think I've talked about it before, but my brother, of course, had quite right. the brain injury. He went head over heels on a four-wheeler and he just happened to break his skull in exactly the right spot that allowed it to drain because they were talking about taking a chunk of his skull out and just right. letting the his brain just sort of bulge out of it and I was like what the fuck you know yeah. but fortunately he didn't have to do that and he made a full recovery he still Ugh. can't smell very well that's interesting yeah he lost his sense of smell I during... guess that's a small price to pay yeah he's alive thank god yeah. fucker I'll kill him <laughs> I bet sorry oh no yeah Brady and so young that's also scary yeah yeah oh my gosh i want no aneurysm i want no blood no. i want none no. of that none of that no none of that. thank you no thank you hard pass hard pass <laughs> uh wow okay well that was a great story oh it was very dramatic i'm so glad it was it oh my gosh like everything was going wrong but it all turned out good in the end I don't know if I mentioned it before, but the weather ended up getting better. So the plane was able to land. So he ended up making it to that other hospital, I think around midnight or so. Oh, so okay. they had surgery, like all ready to go and waiting. Nice. And six days, man, recovery for six yeah. days. Wow. All right. Well, that was great. That I mean, Great, another great episode in the books. Look at that. Indeed. Indeed. Now I got to go stir fry dinner a little Ooh. bit drunk. So. There we go. Don't gonna set be your great. on fire, you know. It will be great. <laughs> well, hopefully I don't catch it on fire. All will be yeah. well. There you go. Sweet. Well, mm. uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you guys on the next one. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.